You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I'm Scott Cullen, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories, Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. In today's episode, we have a ton of takeaways uh, from Tuesday's action. We'll dig deep on the waiver wire injury updates, uh, along with some matchups and DFS value plays uh, for Wednesday. But let's uh, jump right into uh, Tuesday's results. It ended up being a lot a lot going on. Uh, first off uh, is that San Diego Padres shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, left Tuesday's game early with a strained oblique. Uh, not a big deal, just the, the best hitter in baseball uh, this season. Uh, Back uh, on the injured list, perhaps. Well, I mean, we don't know how serious it is, but in any case, Tatis out of the Padres lineup. Ha Young Kim can fill in, but um, you know Kim has hasn't been great uh, this season anyway. Uh, and if Tatis is going to uh, miss time, that's obviously a pretty big deal. He's been the best player in the National League, if not all of baseball, uh, this season. And and he's not the only one. Uh, who, who left early uh, on Tuesday, Washington National starting pitcher Steven Strasburg, uh, whose velocity was down, uh, and he was removed after an inning and a third uh, in a, what was ultimately an 11-6 win at Atlanta. Uh, and Strasburg reportedly has trapezius tightness. Uh, I don't know, again, how, how serious or how long this is going to keep Strasburg out, but we've, we've sort of reached the stage uh, where health uh, issues... Seem, seem to be dominating almost every Strasbourg start. You know, the moment he uh, takes the mound uh, and then runs into a little bit of, well, this is too tight or, you know, this this doesn't quite feel right, uh, you know, you're looking at weeks uh, of not seeing him. And so, you know, and this is a Washington team that really can't afford uh, to to have Strasbourg sidelined for any significant period of time. Um, so from that same game, we've got uh, Atlanta Braves starter Max Freed uh, had a tough one, went three and two-thirds innings in that 11-6 loss uh, to Washington, gave up six hits, two walks, five earned runs. Now, he did strike out seven, uh, but it's been a uh, it's been a rough ride uh, here for Freed, who had uh, an incredible season in 2020, so incredible uh, that you just knew uh, he was due for regression uh, in 2021 uh, because uh, he was undefeated uh, and had uh, an ERA in the, in the low twos. Uh, well, guess what? You know, that, that's not the kind of thing that you can... Uh, count on uh, continuing over the long haul and it, and it hasn't for Max Freed either uh, because you know now now we we reached a point he started eight games this year he has a 5.35 ERA and a 1.55 whip and you know ultimately uh, you know if you balanced out the past two seasons maybe that maybe that is a, a reasonable number uh, for Max Freed uh, but uh, you know the the results so far in 2021 are, uh, are he's getting all the regression uh, that he might have expected and maybe a little bit more. Um, all right, uh, Chicago Cubs third baseman Patrick Wisdom uh, was two for four at a home run, two RBIs, and a four three win against San Diego. Now Wisdom has played eight games for the Cubs. He has four home runs, hitting four seventy four with a sixteen fifty eight OPS. 
I don't know that. <laughs> I, I certainly know that we can't expect him to continue at the home run rate of one every two games. That's that's not going to not going to happen. But uh, the the question, I guess, is whether he's going to have uh, a spot uh, in the uh, in the Cubs lineup now. You know, this is he's a 29 year old who doesn't have uh, a whole lot of major league success, uh, and so I'm I'm kind of inclined to just. You know, if you want to pick him up and, and ride it for uh, for as long as this ride continues, then then great. Uh, but uh, I don't I don't think you can count on uh, Patrick Wisdom uh, being a long term answer uh, in, in terms of fantasy production. Uh, he was ba- basically okay uh, as, as a minor league hitter. Um, you know, he, he, at AAA, he's, I mean that's where he's played most of his time. He's been in the minors for long enough, uh, and he has an 808 OPS at uh, AAA and. So, you know, there's, there's some, obviously he has some offensive ability, uh, but uh, I, I'm wary of a, a 29-year-old who uh, hasn't been able to do anything in his previous stints in the major leagues about getting too excited about what happens in uh, this tiny sample. But uh, at the very least, you know, keep, keep an eye on him and, and see whether Patrick Wisdom can, can keep this up for any length of time. Uh, Philadelphia center fielder Odubel Herrera was three for six with a couple of home runs. Uh, three runs scored, three RBIs, and a 17-3 win at Cincinnati. Uh, now that doubled Herrera's home run total on the year. Uh, he is hitting 276, has 794 OPS. Like the, there's enough there for a guy hitting at the top of the lineup that uh, that he has fantasy value. Uh, but you know there are some limits on that fantasy value as well. Also in Philadelphia, Andrew McCutcheon uh, was two for three, had a couple of home runs, four RBIs. He also walked twice uh, in that 17-3 win. Cincinnati. McCutcheon's up to nine home runs on the season, which um, that's more appealing, but he also is hitting 209 with a 731 OPS. Uh, the question there is whether it's it's worth it uh, to go get McCutcheon for, for the home run power, even though he's hitting just 209. Uh, and I think in a lot of cases, it, it, it might be no, uh, but uh, that, that is a trade-off you're, you're going to have to make. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays first baseman, Vlad Guerrero Jr. were pretty much I should set up a, a separate segment for Vlad every day, it seems. Uh, so he was 4-4 four for four with a home run, three RBIs, and a 5-1 win against uh, Miami. Uh, Toronto's first game this season in Buffalo. Uh, and Guerrero Jr. is up to 17 home runs, hitting 337 with 1104 OPS. Uh, I know I talked off the top about Fernando Tatis Jr. being the best uh, player in baseball this season, but uh, he's running neck and neck with uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And, uh, you know, the, the one advantage I suppose Guerrero Jr. has had is that he's been healthy uh, this year, whereas uh, Tatis Jr. has, has missed uh, some time. Uh, and so uh, Toronto also got a good start from Robbie Ray, who continues to, to uh, really develop this year. He's gone six innings, gave up six hits, two walks, one run, run struck out nine, uh, in that 5-1 win against Miami, uh, Ray, his control has you know dramatically improved from uh, from what he had in 2020 when he was walking more than seven batters per nine innings. Uh, his ERA is down to 3.57. There's uh, uh, a lot of appeal now in Robbie Ray. I mean, he's he's always been a guy who could get strikeouts, and that's kind of kept him in in fantasy relevance for a long time, uh, as long as his uh, you know walk numbers weren't out of, out of line, and and they kind of did fall out of line, but it appears he's he's corrected. Uh, in his, you know, back in being a, a pretty useful player. Uh, Washington right fielder Juan Soto, uh, three for four with a home run. Break, breaking news here with Juan Soto hitting home runs. Uh, he also scored four runs and had four RBIs in the 11-6 win at Atlanta. Soto only has five home runs this year. He's hitting 284 with an 825 OPS, which if he's just a guy, well, the five home runs isn't great, but 284 batting average and 825 OPS, you'd say, yeah, he's totally totally fine season. But Juan Soto's not just a guy. He's uh, you know one of the top handful of players coming into the season in terms of expectations for fantasy. Uh, and he 
he clearly hasn't been anywhere near that uh, so far this year. Uh, Houston starting pitcher Luis Garcia uh, went seven innings in a 5-1 win against Boston. Gave up five hits, one walk, one earned run, struck out six. Garcia has just been uh, terrific uh, since uh, joining the, the Astros rotation. His ERA is down to 2.72. Uh, the strikeout rate is solid. Uh, so uh, if he happens to still be available, he should be racing out uh, to pick him up. Uh, Kansas City catcher Salvador Perez, two for four with a couple of home runs, three RBIs, and a 10-5 win against Pittsburgh. You know, Perez is one of the more reliable hitting catchers uh, in baseball. He's up to 12 home runs, hitting 280 with an 816 OPS. Uh, he's not going to steal you any bases, but that's fine. Uh, he, you're not losing a lot in a catcher who doesn't run. Uh, Kansas City left fielder Andrew Benintendi uh, was two for five, had a home run, five RBIs, uh, and a 10-5 win against uh, the Pirates. Now, Benintendi has just five home runs, so you know the, the, the overall fantasy value is still uh, fairly mediocre. Uh, but he's hitting 291, uh, so there's some appeal there. Uh, 749 OPS, which uh, kind of reflects the the minimal power that he's uh, shown so far. But, uh, you know, given where he was a year ago, uh, this is some progress uh, from Benintendi. Uh, White Sox starter Dylan Cease, who had been off to uh, such a good start this season, uh, took one on the chin uh, in a 6-5 loss at Cleveland. He went three and a third innings, gave eight hits, one walk, six earned runs, struck out two. Uh, and one of the kind of real credits here for Cease this year is that his control has, has improved quite significantly. Uh, and, and that was kind of a real foundation for his success. But uh, even with only one walk, he got hit hard uh, at Cleveland. His ERA is up to 3.79. Uh, but, you know, you don't need to, you know, abandon all hope with Dylan Cease because of one rough start. But uh, it was probably, uh, he, he had been going a, at a pretty good clip and you, you might have uh, expected that he was due for a rough one. Uh, sometime soon. Uh, Minnesota starter Michael Pineda, same boat, <laughs> went three innings in a 7-4 loss at Baltimore, gave up seven hits, no walks, five earned runs, only struck out one. Uh, and even so, after all that, Pineda in nine starts has a 3.40 ERA, 1.07 whip, 9.1 strikeouts per nine. Uh, you'd have to be pretty happy with that if, if you drafted Michael Pineda. So um, in, in much the same way with Cease, you're not, you don't need to get in a real panic about uh, Pineda's rough start, but uh, you also... Uh, be aware that he was probably uh, having some unsustainable success before that too. Uh, and then Baltimore center fielder Cedric Mullins in that same game uh, was two for four, scored two runs, stole a base in that 7-4 win. Mullins is up to nine stolen bases on the season, hitting 299 with an 842 OPS as he hits at the top of the Baltimore order. Yep, there's some uh, some real fantasy value to be had there uh, if you want it. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On Team listeners, a special offer right now, and you can try for just $1. That's right, just $1. Go to www.fullyloadedchew.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. It's just $1 and free shipping if you use the code LOCKEDON at checkout. The next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew. Have you guys heard about Sports Trade? It's where the fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's amazing. Sports Trade takes fantasy to the next level. It's like Robin Hood for fantasy sports. The platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players, just like real stocks. A fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. 
And they just added baseball to the platform, so check it out today. Making money with Sports Trade is simple. As player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fantasy points in that game. The more points scored, the higher their value goes. Two, supply and demand. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock whether in a rookie with huge upside or do you grab that blue chip vet who's always a solid performer? Instantly, buy and sell as many shares in as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sportstrade.com, watch the How It Works video, then sign up to get started. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. All right, we have some more uh, from Tuesday. And we'll go with Yankees right fielder Clint Frazier, who was just one for three, but had a game-winning home run. Uh, had two RBIs, two walks uh, in a 5-3 win against Tampa Bay. Frazier is up to five home runs on the season. He's hitting just 185 with a 632 OPS. Uh, I suppose this is a buy-low opportunity uh, because Frazier uh, has shown that he can he can provide much better uh, than he has so far uh, for the Yankees. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks center fielder Cattell Marte was 3-for-4 with a run scored in a 6-5 win against the Mets, which is an okay game. Uh, but, you know, take note, Marte is hitting 352 with a 960 OPS. Uh, last season was uh, a bit of a a blip on the radar for him because he had been really good in 2019 uh, and 2018. Uh and so the fact that he, you know, stumbled last season uh, kind of left his, his value hanging in flux a little bit uh, for 2021. It does appear that he's back to hitting at an elite level. Uh, Detroit uh, Tigers second baseman, Jonathan Scope, three for five. He hit a couple of home runs, had three RBIs and a 10-7 win at Milwaukee. Scope has seven home runs, hitting 251 with a 697 OPS. Uh, he basically hovers around at the very edges of, of fantasy value as a middle infielder. You know, maybe you bring him in to fill in for an injury. Uh, and he does have, you know, adequate power, uh, but the rest of his, his numbers are, are, are mediocre at best. Uh, Detroit also uh, got a couple of home runs from catcher Eric Haas, uh, who was two for three, two home runs, uh, scored three runs and walked twice in that 10-7 win at Milwaukee. Haas now has four home runs. Uh, since getting called up to the Tigers, uh, hitting 236, which isn't great, but he has an 827 OPS. Uh, and so there's at least a little bit of appeal there. You know, as long as Haas is going to get opportunities to play, uh, he might be worthwhile as, as a backup catcher uh, or uh, your second catcher in a two-catcher league. Uh, now, in that same game, so we've already talked about two Tigers who had multiple home run games. Well, Milwaukee got uh, two home runs from Colton Wong. Now, their leadoff hitter in second baseman was two for five, pair of home runs, three RBIs. Now, it doubled his season home run output to four. Uh, Wong is hitting 283 with a 797 OPS uh, and hitting at the top of the Milwaukee lineup. So th- there is value there, uh, kind of a, a low end um, as a middle infielder, but there is value. Uh, Milwaukee center fielder Tyrone Taylor also had two home runs uh, in that 10-7 loss. Taylor now has five home runs. He's only hitting 218, but 756 OPS uh, as sort of a part-time player for the Brewers who, who might be looking at more playing time uh, with Lorenzo Cain out. Uh, and so, you know, Taylor isn't, uh, you know, immediately fantasy appealing, but uh, is, is kind of worth keeping an eye on. Uh, now from Milwaukee, the starting pitcher in that game was Eric Lauer, uh, who had been going on a bit of a surprising run since getting called up and uh, kind of came back to earth in this game. Went only two innings, gave up seven hits, two walks, seven earned runs, struck out five, uh, but, 
really took it on the chin. And so now through six six appearances, Lauer has a 4.88 ERA, 1.38 whip, 10.1 strikeouts per nine. So he, he can miss bats, uh, but uh, the, the other numbers uh, took a beating. Uh, against the Tigers, which that that that's even more troubling, is that uh, you know he, he had all this uh, positive momentum going, and it just comes crashing to earth in a home game against the Tigers. Uh, San Francisco's Alex Wood, uh, the left-hander who had been off to a, a terrific start this year, uh, went three and two-thirds innings uh, in an eight-one loss to the Angels, gave up four hits, four walks, seven earned runs, struck out two, uh, and so even after that brutal start. Wood is a 3.48 ERA, 1.12 whip, 9.1 strikeouts per nine. He's been offering great value uh, for people who picked him up on waivers early in the season, uh, but uh, he was probably due for one of these tough starts uh, along the way. Uh, Colorado starter Herman Marquez uh, has started the season a little rough, but uh, seems to be coming around now. Went seven innings in a 3-2 win against Texas. Gave up two hits, two walks, one earned run, struck out seven. Uh, Marquez ERA down to 4.13. Whip is 1.39. And both of those are kind of still out, outside the the, uh, uh, the realm of what you would like for fantasy. But he has 9.5 strikeouts per nine. And, and those numbers are kind of moving in the right direction uh, that you, you can probably feel a little bit better about Marquez now than you might have a month ago. Uh, Angel starter Andrew Heaney, uh, who who has been off to a pretty rough start, and he he got more positive results. Uh, went six and a third innings in an eight one win at San Francisco. Five hits, one walk, one earned run, struck out seven. Uh, Heaney's ERA goes down to four point seven six. Still still not great, uh, but when you see a one point two four WHIP and ten point nine strikeouts per nine, you, you kind of have some expectations that the ERA is going to. Uh, continue to come down as well. Uh, Angels third baseman Anthony Rendon was three for five with five RBIs in that game. Uh, he's still struggling though. Rendon hitting 228 has a 647 OPS. This is this is nowhere near uh, what uh, you might have expected when you drafted Rendon in like the second or third round. Uh, and uh, you know he he has been one of the most productive third basemen uh, over the past say handful of seasons. Uh, and uh, one more takeaway from Tuesday's game: St. Louis starter John Gant. Went six innings, gave up four hits, three walks, no runs, struck out four in a 3-2 win at the Dodgers. Gant has a 1.60 ERA in 10 starts. He also has a 1.52 whip. It's almost inconceivable uh, that uh, you would have a whip that high in, in an ERA that low. Uh, Gant is only striking out 6.9 uh, batters per nine innings while walking six batters per nine innings. So uh, I, I could not put up a, a bigger caution sign uh, not to believe in the 1.60 ERA for uh, John Gant, because the underlying numbers there are uh, are pretty shaky. Uh, you know, you, you could easily see those underlying numbers on somebody who has an ERA in the five or six range. Uh, so we, we will see whether or not he can continue it. Uh, but uh, it's pretty, been a pretty miraculous run uh, through 10 starts for John Gant. Now, every episode, I uh, bring up one player who has... Uh, been rostered in 10% or fewer of Yahoo leagues. Maybe you need to race out to the waiver wire to get them or just somebody to kind of stash on your radar and be ready to pounce when the time is right. Uh, today, we're going with Arizona Diamondbacks outfielder Josh Reddick, uh, who's been on a roll lately. He has four multi-hit games in the past five, now hitting 370 uh, in, in the 12 games since joining the Diamondbacks. Now, Reddick's 34, and we kind of know who he is uh, at this point of his career. He doesn't have a lot of power. He hasn't hit any home runs yet. Uh, this season, uh, but as a deep league option, uh, somebody who has uh, versatility and can play all three outfield spots, uh, Reddick is also rostered in just 4% of Yahoo leagues. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, and that includes Major League Baseball. 
PGA, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. This teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now let's grab a few injury updates uh, in addition to the uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, and uh, Steven Strasburg injuries we talked about earlier. Uh, we've got Detroit uh, Tigers first baseman Miguel Cabrera uh, left Tuesday's game with a, a groin injury and uh, one Cabrera is probably not really a fantasy relevant performer at this stage of his career. Um, but always worth keeping an eye on who, who gets opportunities there. Uh, Angels left fielder Justin Upton uh, also suffered suffered a leg injury, but uh, uh, seems to be downplaying it, so I uh, wouldn't be you know, too concerned about it uh, long term. Uh, at the same time, Angels prospect Joe Adela is continuing to crush AAA pitching, so um, that that uh, any kind of opening uh, could be uh, just what the Angels need to call up Adele. Uh, Minnesota center fielder Rob Refsnyder uh, suffered a quad injury, among among a few others, uh, when he ran into the fence, uh, <laughs> apparently missing out on the purpose of the warning track uh, the other day. And so uh, Refsnyder might might be out for a few days to heal up. Uh, Minnesota catcher Mitch Garver also out indefinitely with a groin injury. Uh, and San Francisco right fielder Mike Yastrzemski, uh, who suffered a sprained thumb, also running into the outfield wall. Uh, so now let's uh, slide over and grab a look at some matchups. Uh, for Wednesday on betonline.ag. few games that uh, I like the underdogs. First up, uh, we've got Miami with Pablo Lopez on the mound, plus 148 uh, at Toronto uh, with Alec Manoa pitching. And look, Manoa was terrific in AAA and had a great uh, first start, uh, but uh, Lopez is sort of a, a low-key ace, uh, you know, running a 2.71 ERA, 1.13 whip, uh, striking out a batter per inning. Uh, so getting Miami here at plus 148 is really... Uh, just about uh, taking the price and, and going with it because uh, I think Lopez is, is quite good uh, and you know that, that's not bad value to get. Uh, Washington with John Lester on the mound, plus 137 at Atlanta with Drew Smiley going. And really, these are two, two left-handers who, who might get crushed. Uh, so really, I just like the, the chance to get Lester uh, at plus 137. Uh, not that Lester is anything particularly effective, uh, but he's also going against Smiley, who hasn't been effective at all. Uh, and so uh, at 137, I don't mind Washington there. Uh, and then bigger underdog. Uh, late, we've got uh, St. Louis with Carlos Martinez on the mound, plus 205 uh, at the Los Angeles Dodgers with Walker Bueller going. Uh, and now that's you know, obviously a difficult matchup. Uh, but for the price, uh, I don't know that you can... Uh, I, I can't justify taking the Dodgers uh, in that situation. Uh, and in the case of Bueller, like as as well as he's pitched, he's got 2.66 ERA, 0.90 whip uh, this season. Um, you know the Dodgers have won six of his ten starts, so this isn't uh, a, a real indictment of uh, Bueller as, as much as it is a uh, if the Cardinals play this competitively and, and they're kind of close through six innings and then Bueller goes away. Um, you know maybe uh, the Cardinals could steal something uh, beyond that and uh, and. You know, at this price, that makes it uh, worthwhile. So uh, that will do it for uh, the today's games on BetOnline.ag, uh, and now let's grab a few DFS value plays. Now we talked about taking uh, Miami plus 148 
at Toronto, but if you're looking for a DFS value play, why not grab Alec Manoa? Uh, he's $8,200 uh, going against Miami, and Manoa was great uh, in his first start, uh, but he, he's coming here at a discount relative to Pablo Lopez. Lopez is, is uh, $10,000 on, on DraftKings, uh, and, he, and he's on the road facing a, a Blue Jays lineup that is rather formidable, uh, whereas Manoa uh, at 8200 saves you a bit of money uh, and has the, the advantage of... Um, you know, facing a Miami Marlins lineup that isn't quite as uh, dangerous. So uh, other value plays, Texas first baseman Nate Lowe is $3,700 at Colorado with Antonio Senzatello on the mound. Uh, Lowe has slowed down from his uh, hot start to the season and it was expected at the same time, $3,700 for a power hitting first baseman playing in Colorado. That's worth a look. Uh, Seattle first base and second base eligible Ty France uh, is only $2,900 against Oakland. Uh, France ha- has uh, 838 OPS against left-handed pitching, and Sean Manaya is on the mound uh, for Oakland to start. Manaya is a good pitcher, but uh, France is a pretty quality hitter, especially against lefties. Uh, Atlanta third baseman Austin Riley is $4,100 uh, against Washington with John Lester on the mound, and R- Riley is another one, uh, a right-handed hitter uh, who has more success against left-handers. Uh, believe that. Uh, and then St. Louis uh, left fielder Tyler O'Neill is $4,400. Uh, at Los Angeles with Walker Bueller on the mound. Now that's obviously, again, difficult matchup, but O'Neill uh, really seems to have turned a corner offensively, uh, and so uh, I don't mind grabbing him even at, the, at this price uh, against a, a tough opponent. Uh, and then Houston's Kyle Tucker continues to be underpriced uh, for, for my money because he, he started the season slowly, but his average has just been steadily climbing, steadily climbing, uh, and he's just $3,500 uh, at home against Boston with Nick Pavetta on the mound. Uh, that will do it for today. Enjoy the games. I'll be back uh, tomorrow with the weekly buy low and sell high candidates as we do every Thursday. Uh, check out Locked on Fancy Hockey as well as we roll through the playoffs. Uh, maybe drop in a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked on Fancy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis. Today on the Locked on Today podcast, LeBron James wasn't enough for the Los Angeles Lakers. Are they done? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Man, that ball got out of here in a hurry. You know, anything travels that far, I'd have a damn stewardess on it, don't you think?